rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast the crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. Yeah. Well, uh, you're gonna have to keep the inner the liquor vibes for me this month while I'm you know cleansing my body and my soul of liquor, you know. So Welcome to another episode of Mazda Talk. Talk, goddamn. Safe place for keeping the play where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. It's your boy SL. It's the boy T. I, I, I got to get back into the game. You know, I've been potting a couple of weeks. I feel like I'm, you know, you know, when you get back, you just want to shoot a couple, you know, and the jumper just it's not there. The first couple of shots, you know, let me get into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You like know? the season starting over, like. No, we was in the off season. We took like three weeks, three weeks off. Yeah, I mean, uh, it usually happens around this time, you know, every year. You know, there's a lot of uh, birthdays, events going on. You know, your lady's birthday was here, your wedding, like yeah. I had a birthday. So, you know, people, it, fall, the end of the end of the summer, beginning of fall is a very hectic time. You know, September baby, October babies are, you know, we out here. With a lot of people, parents was just fucking, I guess, nine months ago. It makes sense, you know, the beginning of the, the, the year, January. Yeah. yeah. You know, just, you know, you go ham on the joint. You know what I'm saying? New yeah. year, new, yeah. See, um, I once almost had a New Year's baby as well. Like, New Year's Eve, it's like a, when you have a good New Year's Eve or you bring in the New Year real good, you're just, you know, it, it can happen. It can happen like that. Yeah, but I mean, I, how you been, T, man? How's life been changing the last couple of weeks? Yeah, still, I don't know if people tell me in a new crib, new spot, you know. Yeah, in, man. Uh, relocated. I don't know if I'm going to disclose where I'm at yet. Yeah, but, right. um, you know, got back, traveled to Columbia, did a little vacation. You know, it was very beautiful. New experience, new culture. That was dope. Um, spent some, you know what I'm saying? Good, good time, good food. A little hot, you know, rode a jet ski for the first time. Okay, getting money. That was fun. That, that was fun. It, but, like, it also made me think about, like, the cost of living in other countries, bro. Pretty cheap, man. If you was making U.S. money in Colombia, like, working remotely or whatever, you just getting the U.S. bread, you'd be living real good, man. You know, I think when we talked on the phone told me that, and I thought about it, man, like, you know, how would they know? Because I work from home for right now. But how would they know if I just left the country and was just working, you know? So as long as I found a way, I, the internet probably isn't as good, so I would assume that. But you could secure that. You'd be like, all right, I'm going to make sure I'm in a place with great Wi-Fi, pay that little extra, whatever. But I, I don't think you could do it without telling your, your, your job, like, hey, I no longer live in the United States. I live in Colombia. Like they're gonna be like, uh, we have a meeting, an in-person meeting that you gotta come to. <laughs> it ain't gonna work out like that. You can't just if if, if they don't like springing on me, right? Uh, you know, give me like a week too. Like you know, we're, we're trying to have a team to get together. I can make some shape. You know, 
You could, but live, but then you got to deal with, you know, like uh, visa shit. You know, yeah, that's the deal. problem. That's the situation you got to do with visa shit. And if I'm in Columbia, I don't want to get taxed my uh, North Carolina. Oh, yeah, the Colombian government, they're going to have a way to come down on you like, oh, you make it this much? Because, yeah, like the money go further, but I'm sure they taxes is, is, is different down there too. Shit, they might be 80%. Something crazy like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to worry about the cartel. I don't know the I don't know what's worse, cartels or the, the gangs around here, but I think cartels are a little bit worse. They'll probably come get you, like, run up in your spot for real. But the cartels are probably worse because, but you know, but we got the government, nigga, so that's a big-ass cartel. <laughs> well, that's good that you get to get out of the country, you know what I'm saying? Uh, experience the world. Um, out of town, Poppy, that, that's your new name? Is that what you, that's what you Get some by? stamps on my passport. They was trying, you know what I'm saying? Somebody was trying to give me Poppy as a nickname. I was like, nah, I don't, I don't really feel like I'm going to be a Poppy. You know, there's enough Poppies out here. You know what I'm saying? Maybe be like a Hefe, you know, a boss. You okay. know what I'm saying? Feel did more you, did that. you drink? Did you, were you indulging in uh, Colombian spirits, like drinking, you know, tequila? Oh, they had a drinking a lot of tequila um they had a beer it's a colombia beer it's called club colombia and when i tell you we probably drank 48 bottles we had like so many cases of this beer like the beer was just really good you know what i'm saying i don't know how they brew it whatever they do but the club colombia is a great beer and then you know it's a lot of tequila man i've, I've been, been drinking don julio for almost a month straight now you know what i'm saying like we drive the resp- Reposado and then the, you know, the, the white, that Blanco, Don Julio, you know what I'm saying? That's, you know, niggas been still on, they still on it. Respect that good vibe, man. I was, I was, uh, I was living through you on your story, man. So, and again, y'all kind of, y'all, the gang, y'all flooded the timelines, you know, lots, lots of black love, lots of, shout out to my man Sturge, you know what I'm saying? He was, yeah, he was the minority. We had, we yeah. had one white couple. Yeah, but lots of lots of black love in another country. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love to see black people travel. How was the airports, man? Was it crowded? Was it you dealing mm. with uh well seats before full planes? It was you know, so coming in and out of the country, airport wasn't that bad, flying internationally. But when we was doing that domestic, like we um we had to fly from Charlotte to Miami and then Miami to Columbia. So that the domestic flights and then coming Coming back, we went Miami to uh, damn, where we go? Yeah, we went Miami to Richmond, and that Miami International, that shit was crazy. That especially that yeah. terminal, you know what I'm saying? That 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 was probably the most crowded. But other than that, you know, we didn't have no problem. Didn't miss our flights. Um, one of our flights did. Like we was on the runway for like maybe 40 minutes an hour because they couldn't get the motherfucking. They couldn't get something to retract. Either they couldn't get the baggage thing to retract or they couldn't get, you know, that walkway they put to the door. They couldn't get the shit to retract. So nothing was wrong with the plane. They was just like, yo, we can't move until they retract this shit. And it took them like, and so we had a real early flight. So I'm knocked. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I slept through all of that, but it, it didn't really fuck up. We had a long layover. So it just cut into our layover. But other than that, Safe travels, made it back in one piece, you know, back to reality now. Gotta gotta get this American money. 
Just you didn't think about me in a plug down there, you know what I'm saying? A little yeah, you know what I'm saying? Think you thought about it, but you know, it's like you're a foreigner, you know what I'm saying? You you are not, you know what I'm saying, and they treat you, they treat you know that you they don't just let people, I just know they're not letting niggas down like that. I'm sure if I spent more time, you know, give me a month in Colombia, I'd be shaking hands with the right people, maybe you know, come back to me, you know what I'm saying? I'd become a little little trafficker or something, but yeah. you know, four four days wasn't enough time for me to get, you know what I'm saying, get my feet wet in in that way. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, I love to see black people, you know, traveling the world, getting outside, you know, this, this country here and, uh, you know, seeing what's outside, you know, uh, the, the experience in the world, you know, your world, now you're becoming a world travel man. You know what I'm saying? Getting and, there. Uh, Memphis, Columbia, what's next for you, man? Well, Sanders, I, I want to do the, shout to you, okay. I want to do the South of France or... Shout out to Chris if people know Chris studied abroad in the south of France. I would like to do that or the, or Greece or maybe um Italy. Greece sounds dope. I've never been to Greece, you know. Shout out to Ross, you know. Every time I think about Greece, I think of Santorini, Greece. Santorini. And that That's is a great song. It is. And it makes me like I was talking to somebody today, I was uh, or not today, it was weekend. I was like, I can't listen to Ross. Unless I have a certain amount of money in my bank account. Like, like Ross is just, it's just, he just, or no, actually, I'll take that back. I listen to him when I have a certain amount of money in my bank account or when I have a certain amount of like money, I like, I, like, I, I, I spent too much money and I need to get money. He's yeah, motivated yeah, yeah. for me to go get money. Like, maybe, like, everybody talks about it, like, this is uh, getting money music, like hustle music. Ross is hustler music because you For know sure. why? Because he talks about all the lavish things that I wish I could have. 100%. And I feel broke. Like, I feel so broke listening to him that makes me want to go get it. You know what I'm saying? This is the same nigga that makes Wingstop feel luxurious. Wingstop is bottom, is mid tier chicken wings. It yeah. makes mid, uh, Wingstop feel luxurious. Like, you gotta get some lemon pepper wings. It's amazing. Bro. It's hustler music. Say what you want about Ross, but he make that luxurious quality shit. And if you're not living that, it make you want to get it. And if you are, say you just say you left them on, you just drop some shit. You'd be like, let's play. Let me play some Ross. Let me play some Maybach music shit because I feel I got that feeling. But um, yeah, man, traveling is is something that I, I definitely gotta continue to do. And um, I gotta get those stamps on the passport, man, because. Like I, I was talking about working in Colombia, but like you never know. You might go to a country and find out like now nah, this is where I want to live out my days. You know what I'm saying? Like America is great. You know, we, this is what we know is where we were born. But you might find a country and you're like, yo, this is this is me right here. And then, you know, you'd be like, Terry, Terry ain't lived in the States in 15 years. This nigga been in this nigga been in South of France since 2022. Yeah, yeah. I think I think. I, if I had a country that I would find that I would do something like that, it would have to be like in the Caribbean. I feel like the Bahamas or something like that. Well, maybe not the Bahamas, but like Antigua or something like that, you know? That's what I'm saying. You got to go to know. Yeah. Like, like, and then it might just be a place you go every year. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, bam, like, you know, every year we go here because this place I feel right here. You know what I'm saying? So you got to get out there. So. Still doing the United States. I got some more trips. You know, Doc just moved to a different state. So we're going to go out there and visit him. It'll be my first time going out there. 
So we, we got a lot more traveling in us, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, you know, life's good over here. You know, I still got a job. I, you know, still live in my same house. Uh, you know, some, I don't think I've had no real developments with my life lately. I'm 31. People don't know. So that's a development. Uh, that is a development, you know. Uh, yeah, that's about it. You know, I still got a good, you know, good amount of hair on my head. Um, that's a major key right there. I still can fuck pretty well, so I think that's okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so. a that's vital for your your self care. You know, your your yeah. self esteem, man. You know, to be able to have have a good active sex life. You know. Yeah. So you know, I think that's um. I think I'm pretty good there. I don't, no real, real, real developments on my side, but um, yeah, I don't think so. But I want to get into Keep It Funky real quick. You know, I just it's been a while since we've gone and uh, did some Keep It Funkies. You know, uh, a couple of weeks. So uh, you know, I, I was realizing, you know, we are R&B heads. You know, mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs is "I'm Still in Love with You." And, Great song. Great song. And I thought I thought there was a ballad, a ballad about just loving your woman. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, over time things happen or whatever. And I realized it's about the guy getting caught cheating and trying to get his woman back. Mm. And I'm going to do, do one, of, uh, one of your uh, segments. I'm going to read some of these lyrics. Please do, because I'm, I'm yeah. running them back in my head right now a little bit. First song. Uh, oh, what can I do, girl? So much in love. So much love. Girl. Okay, here we go. Because your friends got you thinking and it's affecting you. That's toxic. That's toxic. Your That's friends, toxic. Because listen, a toxic nigga is going to tell a woman, yo, you need to not stop listening to your friends. You know what I'm saying? Especially when they probably get putting in their head that you're a fuck nigga because you did something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, let's see. What can I do, girl? So in love, girl. And I don't know what to do because I don't want to lose you. No. That's, that's a very key line. You don't yeah. want to lose her. What'd you do to lose her? <laughs> what would I do without your love? Baby, it's it's from above. So you don't believe what your friends tell you about, about me. me. He's listening. Come on now. Okay. Can I pause you for a second? Yeah, pause it. Two, 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 two lines about the friends. There's three lines. There's another line for you. Okay, go go ahead. So uh, I'm still the man for you. And I'm still the man that's true. I'm still the man who's lucky. And I'm still in love with you. It don't matter what your friends do. It's just... just, See, that's what I was going to speak about, right? He's talking like... Women who don't have a man often have a lot of opinions about people that do have men, right? Sure. So that's the indictment against friends. Your friends talking shit about us, our relationship, what we going through, but your friends ain't even got no man. Your friends ain't happy. And another layer to this, these are rich niggas. True. So your friends don't even know how to keep a man, let alone keep a rich nigga. Well, right? we don't know single. We don't know this. We don't know this, but we can speculate. I'm going to say the friends don't got a rich nigga. You the one that got a rich nigga. And your friends giving you advice about how to deal with me when I'm not a normal nigga. 
you're not a normal girl. This is not a normal relationship. This is a relationship with a lot of money, a lot of access, whatever. And your friend, friends could get in the way of a happy home. True, but you know why That's, I know you know why I know this nigga's lying? Why? He says, uh, because I know in my heart that my life is a star's review. Remember we talked about niggas are quick to say they're gonna kill themselves. He tired of talking about death, so you know, to, he's like, son, I don't got a reason to live if you're not with me. Yeah, it's a manipulation that some men use to to let you know, like, my life it don't mean nothing without you. It don't. Side note, side note. Okay. I've been binging the R. Kelly shit, right? The which one? The both of them. The first, the first uh, six episodes, and then they have part two. I never watched the first six. So I okay. watched those and then I watched part two just to talk about that line. He had a suicide pact with bitches. <laughs> that he had a that the suicide pact was if he goes to jail or if anything happens to him, that the girls are supposed to kill themselves. Well, this is in the first the first six. This is in the second there. one, I believe. Oh, they okay. revealed that he had a suicide pact. That he made them like say, yo, promise me that if I go to jail or if anything happens to me. You got to kill yourself because if you love me like you say you love me, your life won't be the same without me. There's no point in living. You'll kill yourself. He did this with, with, with his, this nigga's sick. And yeah. it's similar to this line in the song. Like, yo, my life is a start with you. Niggas will use their life, death, suicide to make a woman reevaluate. You know, I'm like, damn, is this nigga really going to kill herself without me? Do I mean that much to him? Our love is that deep. It's not, you know, that, that, that romantic Romeo Juliet shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right, that's the second side of it. He could be cheating. The friends are telling her, like, yo, you're going to let that nigga keep cheating on you. Or yeah. let's not say cheating. Let's just say he's doing her wrong. We don't even know. Okay, but how do you do a woman wrong, Chris? Most likely cheating. So we're going to assume cheating because we're, we're cheating, neglect, uh, abuse. He mentions the friends three times in this goddamn song. That's in the first chorus and a half. So obviously he's fighting the uphill battle. He's trying to get his woman back. And the friends, she's got a good, she must have a, a decent amount of friends or a good yeah. circle of friends because they are fighting against him. He's fighting two people, fighting, trying to get his love back, and he's fighting the friends. And you know, uh that's that's often a battle. Men often have to fight in um Knowing the best way to manipulate your woman is gonna help you get your woman back. Yes, you know? and also if you can sing like Ricky Bell, true, it will also help you get your 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 girl back because you know, as you know, love is a roller coaster. You know, there's ups yeah. and downs, and it's not smooth. So I, this is a love song. It it's is. Just, most love songs are great. Uh, most love songs that we love and, uh, you know, hold dear to our heart or about somebody getting the woman back after they got caught cheating. Yeah. Like, I, and I'm, I've been, I talk with, I joke in my comedy about R&B all the time. It's like, either you cheated and you messed up, you want to get her back, or she cheated on you, you want to get her back, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's what love is, or or you're just happy to, like, the, the just got married love song is another type of R&B song, but still yeah, in love know- with you. Yeah. No, go ahead. Now I was thinking about like all the R and B songs that you know I love, and I realized I was thinking I was listening to Luke Soulchild, and he was talking about fucking his friends, and he was like, you know what, I shouldn't have fucked you. 
song half crazy. Like that's an interesting concept. Like, you know, we always joke like men and women can't be friends, but then he tried it out, he fucked his friend, and he realized like, I don't even like you like that. Mm. You were better off as friends. He was better off as friends. We were, like you're not cool as a, a relationship, you're just cool as the person. So, you know, that's one of my favorite songs too. And I think we need to like whenever you get close, and I didn't I didn't listen to I didn't listen to this before I got in a relationship with my relationship. Which yeah, is, you hear different <laughs> shit in songs. Yeah. Because you know, I, I used think. to sing that song all the time as a kid, but I didn't think like, damn, he's really talking about her friends. Like, damn, I need to get you back because your friend's in your ear telling you that you don't need to be with me. I mean, that's that's a that's a battle that uh, niggas face every day, you know? Yeah. But most, but shout out to the good men that beat the friends because, you know, there's a lot of, you see the meme all the time. It's like, yo, your girl, the girlfriend come running to her friends crying about the nigga she broke up with, but they know that she going right back to the nigga in a few days. So shout out to all the niggas that beat the friends and have worn them down to where they don't even listen to their friends. Their friends come to them crying about the nigga. They be like, shut the fuck up. You about to go back. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's, you gotta, I gotta, I gotta clap. You, uh, you know, there's a ring of honor for toxicity. Those type of niggas are in a ring of honor, you know? Oh, <laughs> Since we talk about this, you I think I sent y'all the story about Terrell Pryor and his baby mom. Like Shorty yeah. stabbed him and he flatlined and yeah. he's still back with her. Yeah. Listen, if toxic is one thing, it's entertaining and it's not dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you're not in when you're not involved in it, it's amazing. It's it's, it's no, classic. but when you're in it, for two people in a toxic relationship, the drama fuels it. The, the the excitement, what is she going to do next? What is he going to do next? How far can I push them? You know, and it's it's dangerous, but it is entertaining for people in it and outside of it. I mean, you know what? Two things. One, I'm going to ask you a question. So is this old school, new school toxic? toxic? Stabbing a nigga is old school toxic. <laughs> new school toxic is you gaslit me. You ghosted me. That's new school talks. You DM'd my, you know what I'm saying? Fucking people's friends and, and DMing people and being a hoe. That's new school. You know what I'm saying? Ghosting, gaslighting, all the, 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 the therapy and all that's new school. But stabbing a nigga, that's old school. That's Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's good 1970, 1980 toxic, you know? You know what I'm saying? Shoot. I stabbed your daddy a couple times, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Shooting at a nigga. She shot at she shot, she shot at me, shot, you know what I'm saying? That's old school, you know. Any type of actual blood being drawn, that's that's been around for decades. You know, we do like so this new like these new blacks, uh, they don't they don't like that type of those type of stories. But I like for some reason, like the best comedy, the best cinematic experience of stories like that, where like or hearing from your your parents, you know, God bless them that you know they had to go through that. But like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had, I had to run this nigga over with a car today. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, for real? Like, you know, I, I was fucked. I was, I was tripping. You know, yeah, you know that makes great hole in the wall. You see that hole in the wall? I shot a 45 at the nigga. You know what I'm saying? And I missed. But you know, like they still together 30 years later, and you know, we don't want to promote that because we're so conscious of what's not healthy and things of that nature. But like I said, the thrill, it's, it's, it's. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. There is something. Keeps you alive. Yeah. Listen, 
I've been in some wild situations. It is, it is when you're in it, it sucks. But when you get out of it, <laughs> you're like, yo, that was uh, crazy. But yeah, especially when you're young. You know what I'm saying? You do a lot of shit, you like nigga, like just just messy messiness, you know. Hopefully, when you get a certain age, you settle down, you be like, listen, I want a peaceful life. I'm not with the stabbing and the shooting and the cussing and the text messages and the blowing up the phone and the breaking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but for the for the young, it's for the young, but it's even, but it looks so sad. It looks worse when the old people are doing it. But you can't escape it, man. Relationships are are just they're volatile, man. They're really crazy. There's so many different facets of relationships. Yeah. But uh, you got something to keep it funky with this week, man? I do not. I don't. I don't have anything. Okay, well, let's get right into the topics, then. Get right to the shits. Let's get to the shits. We're going to talk about sports. We got a couple sports topics we're going to get into. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about white people saying the word nigga? The average white person. In rap music. In rap music. Let's be specific. You know what I'm saying? In the rap song. You know what I'm saying? Niggas in Paris. You know what I'm saying? Niggas all in music. How do you feel about white people saying I'm in between. You're in between. Please explain. It's not their fault for saying it because they're just enjoying the song and they might get lost in the lyrics and lost in the song. Okay. So I will say like the average white person like it's hard like you like if you're enjoying a song, you know the lyrics front and back. You, you grew up with these music, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're just going like music, especially when you're in the shit, you lose yourself. You lose yourself a little bit. You're just like, you're in the moment. So I can't, I can't get mad if we're like at a concert and like we're in the moment, we're vibing to the artist and he says nigga because in the lyric. Mm-hmm. My pro-blackness is going to be at like a five i'm gonna look you don't look at me <laughs> okay now no don't like all right now right say now. now say this person is six nine 300 pounds heavyweight champion who just defeated a former heavyweight champion who happened to be black in a in a in a championship fight and their name is Tyson Fury, and they say how you gonna feel about that uh, I mean, my pro blackness is at three right there, so it's, it went down two points. Yeah, man, you just gotta, yeah, you, you gotta know and pick choose your battles. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not three hundred. You got it. Bro. I mean, I, if you guys listen, you, you're using it aggressively towards me. Is it like you're using it aggressively towards me? Yes, I got some for you. You gotta shoot, nigga. Like that's when child to the baby. You know what I'm saying bigger nigga get a bigger gun type of lingo. People, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Tyson Fury fought DeAndre, DeAndre Wilder? Is DeAndre. Yes. yes. DeAndre Wilder. Um, no, Deontay. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Who is from Alabama. Um, we had a tough week this past weekend. <laughs> Alabama lost to Mississippi <laughs> State, right? No, Texas A&M. Texas A&M, right. Same colors. They lost to Texas A&M and Deontay Wilder lost to a white gypsy from London. Um, but yeah, Tyson won. That white different. Yeah, man. White, listen, he won it. He won it. Uh, the, the fight decisively knocked him out. 
Um, even though he got knocked down a couple times in the fight, it was a great fight from what I saw. But he, there's a clip that surfaced after him. He's celebrating the victory. He's with his kids listening to Biggie. And he dropped, he say nigga. And his whole family say nigga. And in this instance, I'm kind of on Chris' side. Like, who won't check him, number one? Who's going to check him? Yes. And number two, I don't think he was used, like, this is, you know, this is when white people come in with their argument, like, yo, I wasn't using it in a derogatory way. It was part of the song. And this is a valid argument, especially when the nigga's 6'9", 300 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a video of it. I think, first of all, there's going to be backlash to it, but I don't think this is going to tarnish him in any type of way because, first of all, he's a dangerous man. And... And because of the nature that he did do it in, you know what I'm saying? Well, now you, we can get down to the, you know what I'm saying? You could be that hard line pro-black person that's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't want nobody saying it. And you have more, that you have more right, you have a right to feel that way. But when it comes to me, I'm like, yo, first of all, that nigga's hundreds of thousands of miles away from me. He didn't do it in my presence. He did it online. I can't really check Tyson Fury about anything he said on camera. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? What are, what, what is a nigga on the internet gonna do or say? To just tweet, him? just tweet. Try to cancel him. Tell people to stop. Tell people to stop following him. Take money out of his pocket. Um, in more news, more white news, white sports news. Uh, Los not Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders head coach John Gruden, former Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, has been. Has uh, what did he do? What what they call when you when you resign? He resigned as the head coach after leaked emails of him to a Washington football team executive, and I don't think that should be lost on people. The Washington former Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team, one of their front office people. He was emailing this person. He said stuff about gay people being drafted, called Roger Goodell a faggot. Uh, I didn't see the part about the racial slurs, but I said they said that there was some in there as well. Um, and I just saying, whenever I looked at John Gruden, I got racist vibes from him. Just looking at him, you know what I'm saying? He's a he's a he's an angry white person, and most angry white people do not like minorities and any type of minorities. And uh, I'm not really surprised by this, but um, I am surprised by this part of it. Tampa Bay said they're removing his name from their ring of honor in the statement <laughs> over this. So we had one case where Tyson Fury, this is very recent, he had a video saying something, which is a racial slur. And John Gruden has a bunch of emails where he kind of goes through all the <laughs> minorities <laughs> and disrespects them. But John Gruden loses his job. Well, re resigns and is getting some of his uh, accomplishments taken back. I mean, there's a little bit more to that. So, like, yeah, it was like, yeah. it was a, so I'll, I'm gonna start with one on the pro back tip with John Gruden. He was calling out, he called the NFL player union head, which is a black man. He called, he said, like, Said somebody's lips. Said he basically had like monkey lips or something like that. I can't remember the. the oh part. damn! Yeah, it was. He, he made racial epithets or racial racially toned rhetoric towards the man's lips, like you know, basically big lips and shit like that. Called him dumb and shit like that. So he was ahead of the PA 
during like the NFL lockout, right? And he was representing the players. John so Gruden? First, yeah, John Gruden. And it was just an email chain, the private email chain. So that's like, that's the first thing, right? So the first, my, this is where I'm a pro-black, right? This nigga, the, 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 the racial emails came out like Friday or Saturday, right? So it still came out. This nigga still played it, still coached the game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when the uh, the rest of the emails came out on Monday night, and then they included like stuff about the uh, the homophobia as well as the misogyny, that was when he had to move out. But not when he said something racist, like you know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna we're gonna go into the uh, the the, the yeah. Dave Chappelle shit. But it's like he can say all this racist shit about black people. You know what I'm saying? Then they'll give him a pass, like, oh, it was 10 years ago, whatever. We're going to get through it or whatever. But well, when once he, he says something about, you know, the other minority groups, that's when it's like, all right, we can't do nothing about it. That's the shit, that's the shit black people will be talking about, fam. And it's playing and it's right in your face because, yeah. like you said, he still played a game. Did they lose the game? I think they lost. They right? lost. They lost. They lost the game. And then, and they weren't doing, listen, they started off, they weren't like a, they, they, didn't have a bad start to the season at yeah, all. They like they, right. they were three and one at one point, whatever. They're probably three and two now. But um, you're right. Um, it's like those man, and we'll talk about it later in Dave Chappelle, but watching how they decide what's cancelable and what should be punished versus what doesn't, I think that's definitely because they don't care about black people and that these other minority groups like gay people and transgender people they contain people who are white inside of it. You know what I'm saying? How you thinking, bro? White transgender people. There are white gay people. There are, you know what I'm saying? And that is why, oh, well, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm happy to be gay, but I'm white first. So I'm going to flex my muscle in, in whatever space I got to, to make sure that I don't let just people publicly talk shit about us or disrespect us and hold any type of position of status. I'm not out here riding for John Gruden in any type of way, but um, you know, it's just status quo and another uh, piece of evidence to the fact that LGBTQ plus community is strong. Strong. And you know what I'm saying? And they don't tolerate no disrespect because a lot of these rich executives who run these companies and organizations be fucking boys and they don't, and they're not hiding it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they don't want, and I don't want to be around nobody that looks down on me for anything. Don't look down on me on my, for who I choose to have sex with. Don't look down on me for the color of my skin. Don't look down on me because I have big lips or because, you know what I'm saying? Or, or because you just, you know what I'm saying? Don't look down on me. I don't want to be, I don't want to be around anybody that is one way to my face and another way behind my back. And did you see this? Keyshawn Johnson spoke on it on first take. Yeah, and he was like, man, that nigga been trash. He said, yo, he been that type of motherfucker. He said he was surprised about the racial stuff because he never saw that, but he wasn't surprised about John Gruden being talking behind people's back and being shady like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we... we, like, we so, I'm going I'm to I'm let you go. I just, because I don't want to interrupt you. No, one I'm thing, done. I, one thing I want to... I want black people specifically especially black people in like these entertainment industries and just in general 
when something comes out where someone is racist, misogynistic, homophobic, transphobic, etc., I don't want I want people to just be like, damn, that's tough. Instead of like giving them bail, like this guy's a good heart, blah, blah, blah. He's never done this to, to me. And like I understand that, but you're not around someone 24-7, especially in private. As we've seen with these emails, when he, he was comfortable in his group chat, <laughs> this is, he was in the group chat for the group chat because there was other yeah. people associated, other uh, other white men associated in his email chain, right? They felt comfortable with each other. And you can only imagine what they say like in private, like when they're on the golf course or whatever, right? So like, you're not around these people 24-7 just because he wasn't nasty or he didn't give you no racial vibes. Doesn't mean that nigga's not a racist. Those are the biggest races. The biggest races are the niggas that's not going to be racist in front of you. Yeah, they know how to hide it. So, like, I just want people in the media, especially, like, you know, I love uh, Tony Tony Dungy. And, you know, there's some other, uh, I think the, the nigga he did, um, Mike Tarico, where he did Mike uh, ESPN uh, he, he, when he was doing uh, Monday Night Football for a while. Monday right? Night Football, or, yeah. And he was like, he, ne- he was a professional. He never did this to me. Of course, he's not going to fuck up the bag and be racist in front of you, bro. Like, like, let's put two and two together. You don't need to, like, let's stop giving, especially the old white men, passes. That's why people in the Klan wear hoods. Yes. To hide their identity. They have a, they have a public persona, and then they have their real leanings around the people that they want. But when you said the thing about the group chat, it's like, yo, we got group chat, right? And we say, that's a safe it, place. Ain't nobody going to be exposing it. We say shit in there that we don't want to be put in the public, that we don't want out there. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's anything that we say that is that is just downright foul and just whatever. We might make a joke that might be distasteful or something like that. Sure. But is there any space where you can't be punished for it literally publicly? Like, say Apple, there's an Apple leak. And for some reason, they leak our group chat. And they're like, 2017, Chris Fuller said this, Terry Mack said this in response, and did it, and then we end up losing something out. Because, but now, obviously, I don't think that we're bad people. I don't think even, I think that we're actually present ourselves in public as we actually are. If I feel some type of way about something, uh, a group of people, I say it openly, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's on my social media or on the podcast, I'm not holding my tongue, but do I, but sometimes I do know when to shut the fuck up and like, you know what, this ain't right for me to say, even though I may feel it, you know, it's just taking John Gruden out of it. It's just that when is something actually gonna always be private? You know what I'm saying? When is there actual privacy and when is there going to be like, oh, well, there's no privacy anymore with everything you do in every sphere, in every space will be up to the judgment of the masses. I mean, I think that's why they're, the good old boy club is why it's a good old boy club, because for the most part, it's all in private. You know, there's not paper trails of their racist racism. We know these niggas is racist. We know they're homophobic or, you know, misogynistic, but they're not, they're not out here putting shit on front street, you know, in this good old boy club. They usually do it in these golf courses, you know, Meeting country like, clubs, country clubs, shit clubs. Like that, right in person. So that's where it really gets private. If you want to talk about, is there really privacy? If you're emailing, bro, the emails were from 2011 to 2018. These niggas had a group chat in the emails for seven years, bro. You know what I'm saying? 
at some point, uh, you're, you know, you're emailing on a public forum, you know, it's gonna, somebody had that in the tuck, you know what I'm saying? So that's where right. I think, I think that's the biggest thing is that somebody, cause they, you know, it came from, like you said, the Washington football team investigation, how they were running this shit like a frat house, you know what I'm saying? And then those emails I read, they had also had new pictures of the Washington cheerleaders, right? So they were wilding it. They were wilding in these emails, bro. They were wilding in these emails. But see, this is what I'm trying to say, though. Mm. We'll talk, we're talking about Squid Game later, and this kind of fits in the Squid Game, right? The rich and powerful going to do what they want to do. They're going to use people. They're going to say what they want to do. They're going to they're gonna say what they want. They're going to they're gonna talk down on people. They're going to disrespect people. It's kind of par for the course, in my mind, for how those people operate. And it's like, Am I surprised, like Keyshawn Johnson said, is he surprised by the talk? No, kind of surprised by the racism because he didn't know that, oh, that he was just really out here just thinking he better than people because they white or talking shit about or using racial shit to talk about people. You know what I'm saying? It's, um, it's very interesting and you know, our society as we continue to wake up and be more conscious and, and sensitive, I, 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 I do want people to get caught out for their for fuckery and I don't want racist people at the top of organizations and making decisions or or leading or having top positions in the league when 80% of the league is black. No, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's plenty of black coaches that deserve that, that position that John Gruden has. And the fact that he came back after all them years was fucking weird to me. It's privilege in itself. Antonio Brown was right. Oh yeah, bro, listen, listen. Antonio, the, I knew the way that he dismissed Khalil Mack, who was a, a defensive MVP candidate, like this has nothing to do with people's play. It's like, oh, you're the type of black I don't like. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You're not, you don't bow down to me in the way that I want you to bow down to me, or you're not with the program, whatever. So uh, good riddance to John Gruden. That's how I feel about that. Um, as PR, what do you tell them? What do you, as as as, a, as an agent or a manager, put you in his shoes. What would you do? What would you tell him? Like, bro, you just got. What would you do? If I was John Gruden's agent, yeah, I would. I wouldn't double down, I, but I would definitely lean into like, yo, who the fuck are y'all? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I would really challenge. I would you just like how you talk about roots. I'd be like. Every single one of you that's looking at me and pointing your finger at me for being an evil person have said things that they don't want anybody to hear, have used racial slurs they don't want nobody to know about, have done the same things that I'm doing. Was I wrong? Yes. But who he who was out sin cast the first stone. Now I'm going to step down and I'm going to take and I'm going to remove myself from situation because that's what it seems like people are wanting. And that's what this organization, this is a public organization. So I know that this is a face type of situation like the face matters so much and my face got mud on it because of these emails from 10 years ago and I'm not gonna and I don't want don't deny it don't lie about it but I will also I would turn you know what I'm saying try to turn the table and be like I'm human just like you human you could try to throw me away but see they don't want to do that because they John Gruden's fine with throwing people away he's fine I'm sure he's fine with the prison system I'm sure he's fine with the, the, the legal system I'm sure he's fine with throwing people away because they make mistakes but then when it's his turn to be thrown away because he made a mistake, you know what I'm saying? But if I was his agent, I, I would try to do that. You know what I'm saying? As best you could. But really, you gotta he gotta address it at some point because 
he's going to be forgiven in some type of way for this. He didn't hurt nobody. He just said some shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, you got to lay low for like a year. Yeah, you got to lay low. You know what I'm saying? You got to hold up. Like, apologize and just go to go back to where you're Bro, you got, he got paid. He got, he got $100 million. He got $100 million. I don't know if it's all guaranteed, but... He played he he coached by four like years. hundred million, ten years. Like he, yeah. This thing so had a. If he coached for at least four, he's been a Raiders coach for at least four years. So he got forty million in the tuck, in the tuck right now. Bro, easy, bro. Now he may not be able to work again like that, but um, I'm sure he can get a job on a lower level eventually if he wants to. Man, listen, he um, got he, he got a group chat of niggas. I'm sure he's fine. Yo, yeah, yeah, he has a network. It's gonna be all the people in that email thread. It's going to be like, man, you know, we got your back. You know what I'm saying? We'll pay you to do some consulting work down the line. We, you, you just hot right now. Him? You think they're texting him say, you going to hold it down, bro? And that's it. Listen, he got, he, he, he got to hold down because those are his allies. If he just, if he turned on them, then he ain't going to have nowhere to turn because the, the organization's faith, the, the front, you know what I'm saying? The organization's uh, stance has to be against this type of language because they they want to include everybody. They want all the revenue. They want the gay people revenue. They want the transgender. They want the woman revenue. They want the minority revenue. They they don't want to, you know what I'm saying, go against them publicly. So whatever. Um. So now we're gonna talk about the I think this is our last sports topic. Brooklyn Nets uh, point guard, um, perennial All Star, NBA champion. Kyrie Irving uh, won't play or practice until he's eligible under the uh, local COVID-19 vaccination mandate. So he plays in New York City and in all New York City, I believe, public uh, arenas and spaces, there is a vaccination requirement for you to enter. Um, Kyrie Irving is taking a stance that he will not be vaccinated. And um, now this, this is only in New York that you can't go into the arena if you're not vaccinated. So he's eligible to play on many road games, but he's not eligible to play any home games if he does not get vaccinated. So um, he will be forfeiting some of his uh, his uh, salary. But but the team went ahead and said if he's not able to fully participate in all games, that that, that he will not practice or play with the team until he's vaccinated. So this came out, uh, I believe, today or yesterday sometime. And you know, COVID, the the the, the COVID and the, the 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 vaccination and all of that, you know, it's a it's a topic that's top of the news every every day. You know what I'm saying? Like people, people not taking it, people getting sick, people not getting sick, people getting vaccinated, still being sick. Uh, people now it's becoming New York State is one of the first states to mandate it. You know, they got hit really hard with it, so they're making it to where you gotta have to be vaccinated. To, for some jobs and uh, you know it's it's one of those things was like I don't know what's the right thing to do I can't tell Kyrie Irving what to do um, I know that there's there's a mandate there's a law and the law says says that if you're not vaccinated you can't enter these arenas you can't play and he has a choice to make they're they're primed for a championship run you know what I'm saying? He's part of that team. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's an all-star on that team. You know, uh, people are, people are coming out and saying, people on both sides are saying everything like shout out, shout out to Kyrie for being strong, 
fuck Kyrie for not being a team player. Just get the fucking shot. You know, it's like, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I'm, I understand both sides. Let's say that. I understand that the team has to do what's best for them under the current start circumstances. If there was a law that said, like, he doesn't need to, he can take tests. They would, there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be no like controversy here mm-hmm. because other teams in like Buffalo, uh, which is outside the city limits, but it's still in New York because I think the mandate is only is it statewide. Probably. Or state? Let's see. I'll, I'll keep talking. I'll let you know. Yeah, because uh, Cole Beasley, which is a wide receiver for the, the Buffalo Bills, he is not vaccinated, and. It's pretty all is all good with him, like with that team. Now I don't know if they have to with if they end up playing like a, uh the Jets or the Giants if he's able to play. But for the most part, he's been playing pretty. He's been playing fine, like every game. You know, he's not vaccinated, so I think the Nets are making the best decision for them as a team, and Kyrie's making the decision for him as a player. I will say I don't I I think it's a tricky situation where everyone's talking about like it's a private entity like he should just get shot and you know if he doesn't want to play whatever like I think it's a bigger issue that um when people talk about like COVID mandates and it affecting your livelihood of working because you don't want to take a shot or take the shot. I think that's very tricky because most of that, like if you, for like for like working, like mm-hmm. the average workplace, we've never had this experience. Like you, like, the, like I'm, not, I'm not using like schools or like the medical field. I don't even think all the medical field, you needed regular shots. I'm not, mm-hmm. that, but I don't think so. And I think for schools as well, I don't think you needed regular shots. I think you needed shots for children when they, the first, um, I think, like, I can't remember when I needed a shot. I think it was like when you entered the. It's like, like kindergarten, first. first grade. It's like every year and up till a certain age. Like you need updated shots or whatever. But like, but like the average work job, the average work experience, you didn't need a shot to like get a job. So this is where it gets tricky, and I know we're like we're thinking about COVID right now, but. When they start doing that for flu shots, like you need a COVID shot and you need a flu shot every year. Yeah, man. Or you need a you need a COVID shot, a flu shot, a measles shot. It's like you need you need to continue to get shots to work. And like if you, if you don't feel like taking getting shots, and that's you're right as an American for real. Like this sounds real right wingish, but like it's as you're right. You don't have to put whatever you fucking don't want to put in your body. Now I don't like when people use like excuses like. Well, he's got, you know, he's an athlete. He can put everything in his body, like when he gets hurt and when he goes to surgery and stuff like that. Well, that's because he chose the, the key word there is he chose to do those, that. those treatments. Yeah, he chose those treatments. That means he, quote unquote, did the research, like, or he felt comfortable in doing that. If he didn't feel comfortable with doing whatever he did, then he probably wouldn't have done it. Like, just like with anybody, if you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to do anything. Like, that's your medical right. As mm-hmm. a team, at the end of the day, so I don't feel like I understand. Like as a business, you gotta do what's best for you. Yeah, 
Kyrie doesn't want to get a shot, and I'm cool with that too. Uh, I don't know if I, I haven't been. I'm blessed. I haven't been forced in that situation yet. That's what I, I was gonna ask next. Yeah, you're Kyrie Irving, right? You would you stick to your guns like he's doing? Say you're you, but you're in that situation. They're requiring you to get vaccinated. You're not sure about it. They pressure you like, hey, this and it and I did Google. It's a New York City, uh, yeah, mandate for indoor activities. Uh, just for New York City indoor activities, you have to be vaccinated. But they put you in that situation. What are you going to do? You got all this stuff on the line, millions of dollars on the line, playoffs, NBA championship. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And you know, you win an NBA championship, that's yeah. more money. Endorsements, yeah, yeah. deals, legacy. Um, I mean, I don't feel comfortable with the Like, I might... I maybe would ask for a trade. You'd ask for a trade to the city. If I'm Kyrie and I wasn't feeling the event, like if I wasn't feeling the vaccine. Bro, but think about this though. You were in Brooklyn first. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Durant. You brought Russell, not Russell Westbrook. You brought James Harden. You brought all these players to form a team around you, to with you to make this run. You know what I'm saying? If you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel comfortable, I mean, bro, like, basketball is just one part of life at the end of the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know? Okay. You, you still got to make a decision. So you said you would not get the smack If I If I felt the same way like Kyrie felt, like, I'm de- dead ass, like, I don't want it right now, trade me. Trade me to a team that, trade me to a Florida team or whatever. <laughs> like, it's not that serious. He already has a ring. He got one, but one, but one niggas, niggas on the bench got one. You got a ring. You're a champion at the end of the day, bro. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Basketball see, is short term. Life is a long, long game. If you don't feel is, comfortable with something. This is the where the saying comes in, you know. So you're really tested when you have to make decisions. Uh I'm not saying it's all wrong. You know, when 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 the tough decision, you know what I'm saying? Like this is when you know everybody say what they would do to the end of the situation. This situation where like everyone can say what they're gonna do until they're in the, in the situation, millions of dollars on the line, championship possible on the line. You got teammates. You got you got your family. You got organization. You got public. Yeah. Pressure. Everybody can say what they would do until they're in the situation. That's a Kyrie's in a tough position, bro. I I can't imagine what he's going through right now. Very tough, but he seems to be sticking to his guns. Um. Sure. That's all for sports. Let's go to entertainment. Um, Dave Chappelle has dropped his newest comedy special on Netflix called The Closer or Closer. Yep, yep, yep. Um, have you watched it? Yes, sir. Thoughts, reactions. Oh, just uh, get your thoughts and reactions first, and then we'll deal with the backlash. I mean, he's a genius in his story. I laugh. I laughed a lot. I I think I marvel in his storytelling ability. Like I one thing I think if I want to get better at anything, I want to be better at telling a story. Mm-hmm. And he does it probably the best in the game. So, you know, telling a story and just, you know, it's genius level activity right now for me. But um, yeah, man. I Dave like, Chappelle, thank you. Thank you. Okay, 
Dave Chappelle, style-wise, um, great comedian. Like, he, storytelling, uh, I don't know if you saw his, he was inducted into, like, the, the comedy, some Hall of Fame in the Kennedy Center, and he told a story about his mother said that he would be a griot, and a griot is a storyteller, you know what I'm saying? So he's kind of elevated his comedy to, like, his style, of course, he uses stories to to to, uh, to tell his jokes, and then he obviously he tackles very tough issues, like issues that divide people. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really talk about the Nation, but I would really love to hear Dave yeah. talk about that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where he kind of holds his place for me in comedy and in in society right now. Like people want to know what he thinks about it because I think he's given a very balanced view, of, and then. It's gonna give a balance view, but then he's gonna be funny and he's gonna tell you how he feels. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, laughed. Um, you know, as a comedian myself, aspiring to become uh, you know, known for it. I looked at his the way that he structured his jokes, the way he called back to things, the way that he um he set up his jokes, you know. And 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 one thing I like about him, it's not always predictable what he's gonna say. Like some people. You know, you kind of know, like, he's going to talk shit about white people. He's yeah. going to talk shit about, he's going to talk shit about LGBTQ. <laughs> but it's the way that he sets up the jokes, it's not just predictable. It's not like you're just sitting. It's not like, you know, shout out to um, Trayvon Diggs for the Cowboys. It's not like he could just sit on the route and pick that joint up. Like, as a, as a, as a consumer and someone who's being entertained by him, I can't just sit on it and just know, oh, he's about to say this now. Oh, he's about to say that now. So um, I enjoyed it as well. Thought it was great. The backlash. Um, he kind of revisited some of the and addressed some of the backlash from his former his previous specials when it as it concerns the transgender community and um, also the gay community. And people were calling for Netflix to take it down. You know, he made joke. He I I listened to the whole thing and I didn't think that he was talking down or punching down at the transgender community. I thought that he was using the transgender community as a to bring awareness on how the establishment white people are hypocrites. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like he, he he talked to he he's made joke about made jokes about the baby, he made jokes about niggas, he made jokes about white people, he made jokes about transgender people. And I don't think it's punched it down because you're a rich, famous comedian. I think if you have a viewpoint about transgender. And it happens to be funny. And you think it's making light. He he was as serious as you could be about talking about it. To me. If you ask me, he was, he, I feel like he understands his level of the gravity of his words when he's talking about it. He's not saying that you are less than, you're not human. He, he, he just said his opinion. He said, yo, every, every man and woman in this room came out of a woman's vagina. Like he thinks gender is real. Some people will argue you down. There's no such thing as gender. But what I do know is that women ovulate, they have, they have periods, they menstruate, they get pregnant, they gestate the baby, they grow the baby, they give birth to the baby. That's a woman, you know what I'm saying? And he was just making arguments about why some people feel that way. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, Netflix came out, they said they won't be taking it down. So the backlash hasn't worked. And why would they? I don't know why they would. It, it, it doesn't make any type of business sense. Um, <laughs> first off, Netflix knew what the fuck they signed up for. You're not signing Dave Chappelle to be PC to be. Uh, you're not signing Dave Chappelle to a five or six year deal 
and gonna censor him in this comedy. Like he probably wouldn't even sign the deal. Like you can't even bring that on the t- you can't even put that in writing and s- slide that over on the table. So you know what I'm saying? Like first off, that's if you know Dave Chappelle is and you followed his work, you know that he has always been this type of uh out the box and you know line habitual line stepper. Let's just call him that. Yeah, yeah. but that's what comedians do. Exactly. That's the form. That's the that's the whole art form of comedy. It's the line step. I I will give this for you guys for com- comedians. Like you guys, you guys have a way of habitually line stepping, but it's artistic. Like you're not just being phobias yeah. for no reason. Like it's a it's a there's an art to it. Like if it was if it wasn't art. It would just be someone making a hate speech. Yes. Or or go up there talking about all the things that they don't. Going on stage and saying all the things that you don't like or you disagree with is not comedy. Nope. Looking at an issue and finding what's funny, finding the punchlines, finding what's controversial and twisting it and making people like, okay, this is what you think is the problem. Well, turn it this way. Does it look like a problem from this angle? You feel me? That's that what, is amazing. That is a, that's a talent and a that's, skill. That's, the, that's what, and then you have to communicate it in a way that people will understand. And multiple people. Multiple people. Multiple people understand. And, multiple, and I don't know if you watched the special, but there was two white women. Yep, and they were mad as hell. They were so not crazy. laughing at anything. And I was looking at him, especially towards the end when he started to like tell the story of his friend that he made that was transgender and how she told a joke. I was trying to, like, he humanized her. He told a story, and I, I didn't, I actually missed the last part of it. I had to use the bathroom. It's on Netflix, so I'm going to watch it again. But I guess the woman ended up taking her life, or the woman passed. And yeah. I was trying to see if maybe he could turn those two women in the crowd. Like, maybe they would see what he was trying to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people in the LGBT community are very fucking sensitive. And very. right in whether, no. Being sensitive is not, I'm talking about very fucking sensitive. I don't see, being sensitive is not a negative thing to me innately. Sensitive means you pick up on something that maybe some other people don't pick up on, boom. But when you are, when you're an open, exposed nerve and can't nobody touch you without you fucking reacting in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a crazy way, or not crazy, but just reacting, overly reacting, that's overly fucking sensitive, bro. Like, if you don't like the comedy, don't fucking watch the comedy. It's kind of weird, right? It's like a mental. It's something. It's, it's something to that. It's like one, like you, we talked about them. The, the, you talked about them two white ladies. If you knew you were gonna be mad, why they the fuck went there to pay, be mad? You paid money to go to Dave Chappelle to be Dave Chappelle to be mad. That that's what people do. People will be like, I'm gonna go and not laugh, and he's gonna. At the end of the day. Dave Chappelle's like, I got paid $90 million to do all of this stuff. Okay. I could give, not not that you could give a fuck because, but you got to know, even preachers know you can't convert everybody. Even Dr. Umar said, it's some niggas that are just too far gone (laughs) that we just going to have to kill. Like that's what, that's what, that's what Dr. Umar said. But like everyone knows there's, there's, everyone can't be converted. You know what I'm saying? You can't, Everyone's not going to be a believer. Everyone's not going to be. Everyone's not going to laugh. 
But if the majority of the people are laughing, that's all you can do. Like, trust me, I've been in rooms. And if you, if you, if you, if he tried to focus on attention on making someone that is hell bent on not laughing, laugh, you're going to ruin the, you're going to ruin the art. He's going to ruin his standup because I was looking at the white woman. I was like, I want to see if they laugh, but I didn't see Dave honing on them and be like, you know what? I'm going to try to get to through to them because their wall is up and some people you can't get through to. And for all the people that were offended, LGBT, transgender community, I'm like, did you not hear what I heard? I heard him really break down his feelings about it. And, and it didn't seem like it was disrespectful or mean or ill intent. Ill because intent. it wasn't about them. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't about them. It was about the patriarchy of white privilege and white- No, he literally said, I'm jealous of you. He said it, he said, I'm jealous. You guys get shit done. You when you guys mobilize, things happen, shit changes, laws change, all that shit. So, you know what I'm saying? If you haven't watched it, people go watch it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I was sipping some Don Julio watching it, man. It was great. Great time. Um, great time. Still sticking to entertainment, the sensation, the net another Netflix sensation that took over the world. And another show that I thoroughly watched, thoroughly enjoy watching, Squid Game. Loved it. Loved listen, it. I've been a fan. I've been a, listen, low key, Korean, Korean, and a and a Asian film making top tier, high key, high key, high key. Top. Train to Busan, Squid Game, um, Parasite. Fact, Parasite. Say that again, Parasite. And you and another to tell people how well traveled Chris is. Chris was just in Korea, not South Korea, just not too long ago. So he yeah. kind of got to experience the culture where these films, these great films and uh, television shows are coming from, which I think is dope. Yeah, yeah. And they get to play with shout out. No, I didn't. Mean, they get to play with the North Korea, South Korea dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't do. I'm sure they did it in Parasite too, but I just didn't pick up on it. But um, especially in this one, you talk about the, there was a whole uh, contestant that was from North Korea that had to talk about her immigration or her sneaking into the country and her being separated from her family and boom, 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 boom. But honestly, we could have a whole podcast about this fucking show. Whole because because I love the social commentary. I love the, the parallels they make between, you know what I'm saying? between like actually having a fair shot in this fucking game where you could die and wanted to live in a world where you're just in debt and you really you're out the game for real like this these people a lot of these people are in so much debt that like you could work your whole life you'll never be able to pay it off like most people like most people you get into certain like i think most i think like most people get in this country because of metal getting debt in this country because of medical bills and stuff like that but like once you get into a certain hole, it's it's like your odds of getting out are just almost impossible, you know. And that spoke to that. That's something that that takes place in this country, not just in in Korea. And um, the characters were funny, funny as fuck. The uh, the old the old lady that was that was loud and shit that, that gave up the, the coochie to the nigga in the bathroom. He thought she had a plan. She did. She was all over. She was she wasn't focused enough and honed enough to do nothing. She was just, she was just, she was too loud, number one. 
and she she didn't stick to her strategy enough. You know what I'm saying? She should have yeah. she could have played that nigga, but she really was thinking that nigga was. You know what I'm saying? She really thought that he was gonna look out for her. She thought she. I mean, listen. She 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 tried to pick the big dog. She but she did. Uh, yeah, and gave him some pussy, and she she gave him pussy one time. You gotta continue to give this nigga pussy. Like he got the pussy one time and thought you was gonna be on his his left hand or right hand. Pussy was probably trash. I mean, he looked like he he, he was. Nah, he busted. He came. He went again. So maybe it wasn't yeah. Trash. He wasn't. But you gotta keep giving the pussy. Like you know what I'm saying. If you wanted to be right hand where he care about you, at the end of the day, everybody is for themselves at the very minimum. At the very my new yeah, level. If you watch the whole thing, you know that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas move is grimy. Nigga. What's the dude that won? I can't remember his name. Gion. Gion. Yeah, that motherfucker was so... He was... First of all, he was goofy in the beginning. And I love that I saw this on Twitter. He taking care of everybody except his goddamn daughter. <laughs> he get in the game. He want to take care of the old man. He want to take care of his friends. He want to take care of the girl. But he, he in the real world, fucking can't even take care of his fucking daughter. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I guess isn't that why he went to the games to get his daughter right? But then he win the game. He on the street for a year, not taking care of his fucking dog. Whole time. Listen, fuck, listen. I, I I called it like I was like, okay, whoever wins is gonna have so much PTSD. They probably ain't gonna want the money. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Except for that that the doctor nigga. He not the doctor. The uh, the financial guy with the glasses. Yeah. He yeah. was he was cold blooded. You know what I'm saying? He he had his mission. He knew what it was. He, once he took out the Indian dude, I was like, God damn, this thing cold blooded. No, I knew he was cold blooded. Uh, you know, in the viral, you know, so it's been going viral the game with the cookie. I knew he was cold blooded there because he he had he knew what the game was. And he didn't but tell he nobody. Tell his man. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't get the umbrella. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, you could have been like, it's all stick with the circle. Uh-huh. Like, let his man get an umbrella. You saw how they was just said, nigga. Picked it. <laughs> now I have a question. Which shape would be easier? Would it be the triangle or the circle? Triangle. The triangle, right? Because yeah. it's straight lines. The circle, yeah. you could fuck up the circle. All right. Yeah. But um, I like the way it was written. The characters are dope. Um, the fucking um, damn, what I was about to say the 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 uh the, the organ selling. I, I like that part. You know what I'm saying? Because why they just wasting, bro? They're wasting bodies. Yes, yeah, they were in, Bro, they were in different tiers of shit. Where I was just like, damn, I wasn't thinking about that. Because organ selling is real. They mentioned it a lot in the show, and I'm like, you know what? In in that part of the world, niggas can oh, listen yeah. organs a, off. Uh, 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 probably a good heart, a good liver, good a kidney, liver, a heart, a spleen, whatever. They, I think they were just taking heart, liver, and, and whatever the fuck they was taking. You kidneys. You saying you can come up real quick off a couple organs and they was just burning the bodies. So before we end this out, uh, you know, we're still talking about quick uh, squid games. How do you feel about the elite that came near the end? The, and the, I like the how white they man were represented. Fucking, trying to fuck the boys. I like how they were represented on some freaky boy on some freaky shit because I imagine that with that amount of money and access, you get into whatever freak bag you want to get into. And but I don't feel bad about them betting on. The people like they were horses. I really don't. Like, it makes complete sense to me. I'm like, first of all, if you're that high in the world, 
everything is like a game to you anyways because it's the the value is so low like literally they were buying and selling people people the the banks right now they're they they trade our debts they, this yeah. this this financial institution is trading is selling our debt on the stock market is selling this debt people buy debt people but like so it's nothing it's not nothing but it's it's not shocking to me. I guess I'm numb to it being an American and understanding the way systems work, you know, uh, under, once and then doing a little more research, finding out that, yo, we're born with serial numbers. We're a commodity. You know what I'm saying? Our social security number, you know, our, our birth certificates are owned by the Vatican and shit like, you know what I'm saying? Things like this. Uh, so it was pretty entertaining, you know, it's just uh, that one, that one old man, I'm happy that, that he didn't have to get a man to top. That would, that would have been nasty. Yes. That would have been very nasty. Um, I'm like, yo, bro, it's not that. It's not. It's like you, you, you way too in deep. But but he, I'm happy he kept the tool on him. See, you keep the keep that keep that keep that file on you. Because you will get clapped. It keeps the situation. Um, and then then the, the good twist at the end when he found out dude was his brother. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Nigga uh, clapped him. Then the lads twist, find out the old man was running the game. Um, you know, great cinematography, great writing, man. You know, I think I'm going to become a fan of, uh, you know, Asian cinema, Asian movies, man. You know, if you can't keep up with the, the subtitles, you need to go back to school. Bro, I I watch subtitles on everything. Already. Me too. Me I too. Need them. I need hey, subtitles. Because, you right. know, sometimes I'm, I, sometimes you might not hear it. Listen. Help yourself out. You can see and you can hear. You know what I'm saying? God gave you, God gave you eyes and ears. So what did um, you say? If I'm talking too fast, you, you you listening too slow. You listening too slow. I ain't talking fast. You listening too slow. So it, you know what I'm saying? It and I'm a rewinding ass nigga, so it kind of helps me to not have to rewind things multiple times. Because even if I didn't hear it right, you know, and subtitles lag a little bit. So it's like, oh, I could catch up. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, that's what he said. You know what I'm saying? And I also love watching when they uh. They mess up a word or they misspell something or they I'm like, oh, that ain't what he said. They typed it wrong. I, I, I like picking that stuff up. Um, also, he should got on a fucking flight, but I understand they got to be a sequel. So I get it. I'm getting on that flight. Yeah, I'm not going through all that trauma, bro. Like you, they was that. Listen, I don't think nobody was ready for the first like red light green light game i don't think nobody was ready for what we saw oh yes when they started pop, pop, pop. i think like okay we we saw the emotions of the actors but i feel like as a collective viewing audience we all felt the same way too like what the fuck just happened bro they was popping and i'm like yo they just killed three thousand they killed they killed hell of people uh, yeah, so game. If you haven't watched it, it's worth it. Bingeable. Um, they got the little weird voiceover, but come on, son. Like, this our that's our American privilege. You know, fuckers need everything to be in English. Um, last thing. I guess we'll end on something funny. Chris, go ahead and tell me what Demi Lovato talking about. Oh man, you know, as we, it's like this all this whole episode has a theme of stuff, right? So you know. As we 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 care about how people are represented, right? And you know, do <laughs> we? We care about how people are represented. We care about what their their 
what their mark is on this world. So, you know, Demi Lovato, she's a she's an interesting character. And, you know, she came out. Well, it's not interesting character. She's a, you know, she's a she's a good person. I'll say that, right? You, so you don't know her. I, I mean, for what I what I do know about her, right? Okay. She's gone through speak to her. Okay. That's um, your impression. Yeah, that's my impression. I, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna take back that because I don't know if she's a good person. Because I just ran it about that earlier. I don't know if she's a good person, but you know, in the media, it will recently she came out an article uh, or an interview, and she says that we need to stop mislabeling aliens as aliens. And we should call them ETs. So you're talking about like flying saucer, extraterrestrial, spaceship, extraterrestrial, or she's talking about those. She's not talking about like aliens from another. She said aliens. We say we no, we're calling aliens. We're mislabeling aliens. We're mis we're, we're, we're misgendering aliens. So I'm gonna read you the article just so that we're on you know, I don't miss. I'm gonna say this so so that it doesn't get so that it gets out the way. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Okay. That's what you say. Shut the fuck up. You stop speaking. You speaking for little. You speaking for aliens? Like you speaking for outer space people? Okay. Who the fuck are you to speak for them? Are you an alien? You want to tell us something? Maybe, maybe she met them. Maybe she met them. I'm sure she did when she was on that dog food. <laughs> <laughs> She talked to some. She said she was she was on that dog food, and they said to her, "Hey, we don't like to be called aliens." And she brought that shit back from her little trip. That's what it is. Sir, right, I'm gonna read this from TMZ. Demi Lovato has an out of this world take that it's bound to get eyeballs rolling. They think we should retire the term "alien" from referring to extraterrestrials. Seriously. The pop star made a, the bizarre plea to us earthlings during an interview with Australian outlet Pedestrian TV, in which they say that the term alien itself is offensive, even as it pertains to the actual would-be aliens from outer space who may or may not be zipping around above us. The context here is that Demi is plugging this, uh, plugging this new, she has a new show, Peacock mm. Special Hers, called Unidentified, where they where they and their pals go looking for proof of Martians and they seem to find something. While mm-hmm. talking shop on their ET project, they said this, I think that there was anything out of this world, I think that if there was anything out of this world that would want to do that to us, it would happen by now. But I think that we would have to stop calling them aliens because aliens is a derogatory term for anything. Damien Lovato asked, that's why I like to call them ETs. So yeah, that is a little tidbit, a little information that I learned. It doesn't seem like Demi got this intel from the actual mothership or anything. So it's unclear if any aliens are in fact outraged by aliens referring to them as aliens, which would be the world's definition. This is just too close to what white women have done already in society and in, in public where they become offended for other people, you know? In comedy, I've seen it, heard of it, like people will tell jokes about somebody and the person they're telling joke about will laugh, but a white woman will stand up and say, that's offensive. And they're like, well, the the handicapped person that I just made the joke about, they're sitting there laughing. But you, 
or telling him that he should be offended. Okay, Demi, you was on you was on that. What's another word for the for that? You was on the hair on. Now you spun that into you got an extraterrestrial show. You have a feeling about it. I have no problem you expressing your feeling. This is my feeling about your feeling. You're you 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 you're right in line with your your, your white cohorts and being offended for other people. You know what I'm saying? Until some aliens come out and make a tweet <laughs> or make an Instagram post or a Facebook post or a, what's another social media, Snapchat, you know, WhatsApp, whatever. I'm going to continue to call aliens aliens. You know what I'm saying? And I do believe in life. Um, Me too. You know on other planets. I do. I, you know, why not? You know, like, come on, son. The stars, the moon, you know, the space, even, even. I'm even think there's some there's some inside the earth. It might be some other life. You know what I'm saying? Deep down the ocean. You know, so Demi, that's how I feel about how you feel. She mean, you know, maybe she might, maybe she's not on the dog food anymore. But she, she that seems like a a high thought, right? Like it seems yeah, sure. like it has to be like shrooms. Shrooms is the only way I think you can get high enough to even come over. Yeah, because when you're on shrooms, you kind of see other planets you don't see other planets but you see you can like recognize the universes and the worlds within the world right right so you can see like this person has a group of friends and it's like a circle they're surrounded by people and those people are surrounded by people and everyone's surrounded by their own little ecosystem and universe and you might start thinking about the alien the, the my bad the ets and you're like you know what if i was an et i wouldn't want to be called an alien I would want to be called, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be called a Negro. I want to be called an African-American. Well, yeah. really, I ain't got no problem with the word Negro. I don't. I, I don't, don't. I, have to, I have to internalize that. I don't think <laughs> I have to internalize that one. I, don't, I mean, like, you know, Negro. Negro, you call me Negro. Hey, a Negro fellow. That's crazy. It's not that crazy. Negro is a color, black. It means I know, like the Spanish word for black is negro. African American. Okay. I like black. You should call me black. I'm I black. like black too. Call me black. Because um somebody at my job he was like, uh, the African American. I, I literally said to him, I say, yo, you can say black. <laughs> yeah, it's not derogatory to say black. I was like, now, yo, if you add adjectives to black, then it becomes yes. derogatory. See, because sometimes white people they be like worried if they can say it. But I'm like, if I'm describing somebody, oh yeah, the white guy, there's a white guy outside looking for you. And then you be like, oh, or like say you're directing someone like, oh yeah, um, it's the cubicle, last cube on the left, it's uh, right next to the black guy that's standing up. You can say that, okay? Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Cause he is black. He's black, you can say that. All right, Demi. It's nice to be back and potting again. Yeah. You know, the world missed our irrelevant takes. Yes, man. I'm, 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 and I'm happy to make some content again. You know, I got a little bit more time on my hands for the for a couple for a couple of days. So, yeah, we can get some funny shit out to you people. All right, you got anything to wrap us up this week, Terry? Or you know, uh, got any, uh, got any performances that we should look out for? Any, any stage time soon? Um, actually, I'm gonna I'm do some stuff. I'm planning on trying to get out this weekend and later this week to go to do some open mics. 
you know, maybe I'll have some videos for you guys for sure. All right. All right. Uh, well, I don't think I have, uh, well, you know, Cloud Envy has a new video coming soon. Go, go stream that new Asajj record, Space Appointment. Uh, Ali and Donate are on the way. You know, got a full slate of stuff to end the year out before we get back into 2022. So, you know, just tap in with me, stay on top, uh, you know, touch with everybody else and uh, keep uh, showing love to the game, supporting the game. So, you know, I thank you guys for, uh, you know, sticking with us, tuning in to another episode of Model Talks, the same place where we keep a player, where we keep a culture every time, all the time. And then remember, on the path to player them, there are three rules to success. Stay true to yourself. Stay true. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to the code. I forgot our slogan. God damn, it's been that stay long. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to the code. And wash your hands. I think. Oh no, 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 stay dangerous. There it is. There uh, you go. Stay I see. Listen, I gotta get back in the game, man. This is can't be out too long, right? Uh, so damn, man, damn. Thank you for listening to another episode, man. We'll talk to you next week, man. Peace. Peace. Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Nahaim. I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers. Toast the crime. Number one, D-boy. Shame the rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even got to bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Look at how I'm chilling. I'm killing this ice. You don't even got to bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house.